right. Well, good morning again. We are starting our Christmas series today, and so I'm ecstatic. It's called "We Will." Uh, you will call his name Jesus, and we'll we'll read that about that in a second. But don't forget next week, if you come to the nine. We'll, we'll give you some serving, all right? So we have a 10 o'clock service, 10 o'clock. Uh, so we'll have Rachel, and we're really excited to just to worship and, and come to a special. This is a great time to invite somebody, by the way, bring somebody with you. All of this series, starting this week, next week, and uh, uh, Christmas Eve, are uh, evangelist, or evangelistic in nature. So we're going we're gonna to invite people to, to meet Christ, to know Christ. And so uh, bring somebody every week. It's going to be an amazing time. But next week especially, uh, very special. You know, a lot of people... Uh, have had traditions, but over the last couple of years, those have changed, and they're itching to get into a place where they can be in a, in a, a Christmas concert environment. Um, you know, my daughter's in a Nutcracker. Some people haven't been in a Nutcracker in two years, and that's something they've done as a tradition. So uh, this is a great time to invite somebody, to bring them with you, just to say, hey, come on out. It's, uh, it's really going to be a beautiful, beautiful day. So 10 o'clock next week, right? What time? 10. 10. All right. If you show up early, it's okay. If you show up at 11, uh, we'll high-five you on the way out, all right? So be here at 10 o'clock, all right? So we'll be glad to have all of you, all right? Um, Christmas Eve, uh, we've got some exciting news about Christmas Eve. Uh, the horse, we have a couple more carriage ride slots, so I would encourage you to go ahead and get your slot if you want to do that. Um, it's, we have the later slots are all full, so between one and three is what we have available, but uh, if that's something you want to do, well, we're going to take pictures for you, get on the carriage, get a family picture on the, on the uh, carriage rides. We're going to also have a family uh, photo inside here in our, at our Christmas display, so we can uh, take that for you as well. We'll use your phone so you have the picture right away. You can use it for whatever you want on your Facebooks, Instagrams, wherever you guys want to put your photos, um, as well as yeah, whatever you want to do for Christmas cards, those kind of things. But uh, we're also going to have a hot chocolate bar, so if you come and take a ride, Make a custom hot chocolate with your family just to enjoy. Uh, we want to make this, we know it's Christmas Eve, so we'll make it as efficient as possible. That's why we're having you sign up for slots. So you'll, you'll take your ride. You can get a hot chocolate. You can get your photos. You can hang out with us as long as you like, but we also know there's probably things to do on Christmas Eve. So whatever you want, but we want to make it a blessing for you. We want you to enjoy and have a blast and, and really make some memories as a family. And then we'll have our Christmas Eve service. So every family or every individual that comes on Christmas Eve, we've got a gift for you. So if you guys, uh, just a really special candlelight service from five to six. It'll be a one-hour service. Everybody will be together, kids and everybody on Christmas Eve. Um, but Jen and I have a tradition. We do, how many of you guys like to drive through the, the lights at Clinton? It's, a, it's an amazing light display. And so uh, I've partnered with them. They're, they're great friends of ours. In fact, they uh, come to church here as well, but they uh, wanted to bless you and we're going to bless them as well uh, with a ride through. Um, but we're going to share our tradition. I'll, I'll tell you more about that Christmas Eve. Uh, but every individual or every family that comes uh, will have a a gift from us, and it'll be basically our tradition that we do. You can make it your own, or you can change it, whatever you want, but we just wanted to bless you, have some fun. So right after Christmas Eve service, you can go ride through the lights if you want, or go on a different day. Um, we'll have a ticket for you, all right? So it's going to be a good day, and some special goodies. So we'll tell you about that on Christmas Eve. Uh, all right, get your Bibles out. Turn to Matthew chapter 1, Luke chapter 1. Uh, that's where we're going to be, and that's where you're going to find uh, the story of Christ, and you, should, you will call his name Jesus, uh, different, depending on your translation. My new King James, I'm a new King James guy, so mine says you shall, so uh, you know, I, I'll say shall and will, you, you'll get it, it's all the same thing, all right? You will call his name Jesus. Uh, let me read Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 through 23. It says, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's what Jesus means, or Yeshua, it means salvation, it means to save. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to his son, and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This is what Christmas is all about. 
the very first Christmas when Jesus came, it was all about saving people, saving you, saving me. Maybe you're here today and you haven't called on the name of Jesus. It's for you today. This is what Christmas is all about. Now, we all have a lot of great traditions. We, we do a lot of great things. Maybe you get gifts or maybe you have a special thing that you do every Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Uh, you know, those are all important things. But I, I want you to know the purpose of Christmas is simply that, is that the Messiah, Jesus, came to save his people, to save you. And he also said the purpose, and this is an angel speaking, sent by God. The purpose of Jesus is to save you and also for you to know that God is with you. Regardless of how you feel, regardless of what the season brings, and for some of us, um, maybe you're watching this at home or you're here, for some of this brings a lot of pain. Maybe you've lost somebody or you just have some, some really, really tough moments around Christmas time. You need to know God is with you. This is for those that will call on his name. This is for, and, and by the way, Jesus died for everybody. He didn't make ex exceptions. He didn't say, you, you couldn't know me. Look, you can know God, but you have to call on his name. I have to call on his name. Let me just tell you, Mary had to call on his name. Joseph had to call on his name. Now, they're special people in their own right. They have their own story, and so do you, and so do I. But Mary was special in her own right. This was somebody that God chose. She was highly favored, but she needed saved. You know that, right? The only person that was sinless was Jesus. Every other person, including Mary, had sin. And we need a Savior. We needed the Son to come. But her, her story is so unique because it will never be replicated. Your story is unique as well. But Jesus will never come again as a child, will never come as the Messiah, except for his second coming to come and get his church, to come receive his bride. So as you think about Christmas, I, you know, uh, there's a very... I think most people will know this verse, but I want you to know this verse came out of the first Christmas. This was spoken by the angel. Luke chapter 1, verse 37 says this, for with God, nothing will be impossible. That's a verse about Christmas that the angel spoke to Mary. Nothing will be impossible. He spoke that to Mary as, as he was speaking about this Messiah, this Jesus was to come, but yet it applies to all of us. You know, here's the amazing thing about Christmas. Here's the amazing thing about being here this morning. The amazing thing about God's word is God's word challenges us. It challenges us. In fact, it's described this way in the scriptures. It's like a surgery. God's word is living and active and cuts you between the bone. It separates your intentions, your flesh from his spirit. He describes it as like a surgery. Now, a good surgery where God is blessing us, he's saving you, he's healing you, he's setting you free, he's letting the captives go. This is why Jesus came. This is what Christmas is all about. This is why this word is gonna challenge you. Uh, listen, when the angel came to Mary and to Joseph, and let me just be very clear to you, when God speaks to you, it's gonna challenge you in every way. I mean, think about it. When the angel came and spoke to Mary. Here, here's the story, if you haven't read this. Maybe this is new to you. Maybe you're new to church. Maybe you're, you know, like I was one time. You didn't know very much about Christmas. You didn't know the story. Uh, I don't want to assume that everybody knows the story. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 34 says this. This is when the angel spoke to Mary. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, now Elizabeth is a relative to Mary, and she's carrying John the Baptist, which is another prophecy. We won't cover that today. 
but this was another miracle that happened. God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, the virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You'll conceive and give birth to a son. You'll name him Jesus. He'll be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel. Now listen to this. Forever, his kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. If you don't know what this means, talk to mom and dad about that later. This is impossible. Mary's confused. She's distraught. Not only could she see in an angel, but the, the news, the message, the angel saying, Mary, you're going to have a child, but I've never been with a man. I'm going to have a child? How does that happen? How many of you would have questions? How does that work? Remember what the angel said, with God, nothing is impossible. This is what Christmas is all about. It's miraculous. It's supernatural. Listen, God's word is challenging Mary, and it's going to challenge you. But it's challenging Mary. Look, it challenged Mary physically. Physically, it's not possible. Now, I need you to know this will never be replicated ever again. But physically, this is impossible to have a baby with just a word, just to be spoken. But you've got to remember, God made everything with a word, and he can send his son with the word. It's impossible. You cannot recreate this. Science will never recreate this. This was a miracle. This is supernatural. This is God. This is Christmas. Physically, it's going to change you. God's word will challenge you. It'll challenge you physically. It'll challenge your faith. It'll challenge what you know about God, what you think about God, what you believe about God. It's going to challenge maybe your government and your society. Listen, Mary and Joseph had to explain all this, not only to their family, challenge their family as well. But then they had to go register Jesus to the government and explain that I'm going to have a son. I'm not married, by the way. Who's the father? Complicates things, doesn't it? Now, it doesn't mean that it's not good just because it's complicated, just because it's impossible to human standards. But this is what God's word does. And maybe we are sitting here today and saying, well, I've never heard God's word, or I can't hear God's word. I'm not worthy enough to hear God's word, or I, I don't know how. Listen, all of us, and I'm going to say this emphatically, all of us will and can hear God's voice. Let's be clear. Every person in this scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, heard God. That's why you have the Bible. God revealed himself in some way. It's not the same for all of us. Quite, I, I will say pretty much, probably 100% sure that the archangel Gabriel is not going to come to you and say you're having a son and his name's going to be Jesus. That will not be how you hear God's voice. But it doesn't mean that you can hear God. God sends angels. Mary's not the only one that's heard from an angel. God speaks audibly as he did to Paul. Maybe he'll speak to God that way. God speaks through his scriptures. How many know this is a blessing to have in your hands? This is like no other book. Look, Jesus just told you, the angel just told you, God told you through the angel that this kingdom, this word will live on forever. 
This is a living, even though it looks like paper and text, this word is alive and will live on for all eternity. There's no gift that you give on Christmas that will live this long. There's no relationship that you have on this planet that is as blessed as this relationship that you have with God. God's word will challenge you, but I hope you're okay with it. Because Mary not only had a baby that was the son of God, but Jesus came to save you. And maybe you're thinking, well, God doesn't know me. Yes, he knows you. And the reason why we say that a lot of times, well, God doesn't know me, is because you don't know this book really well. And I'm not trying to be judgmental to you, but do you know what this book says? He knew you before your mother knew you. He knew you before you were even created in the womb. The Bible says he knew your name. Before you were given a name, he knew your name. Only God can do that. And God, in your mother's womb, it says, Scripture says, that he wove you, made you, placed destiny and gifts and talents inside of you. You are who you are today because of Jesus. Look, God's word is always going to challenge you. Because he's got his ways are higher than ours. And when he speaks something like he spoke to Mary, well, of course it's going to challenge you. Physically it's going to challenge you. Spiritually it's going to challenge you. Imagine what that was like when, he went to ha- when Mary had to go to mom and dad and say, mom and dad, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm pregnant. Who's the dad? Well, that's what I want to tell you. You're not going to believe this. And I'm sure the parents are like, no, I don't believe it. God has given me the Son of God, the Messiah, the one that was called to come, Yeshua, Jesus. His name means salvation. I just want you to know it's very personal for you and for me and for you that God knows your name. You can hear God. And if you haven't read this book, I'd encourage you to because this is how you hear God. If you never hear an audible voice or an angel never comes to you, or whatever the scenario may be, you have the living word of God right here. You can hear God right here. In fact, here's what Jesus says, and that'll bring me to my next point. So God's word challenges us. And the second promise that the angel gave is God is with us. How many of you felt like God is not with you? Honestly, all of us have probably, right? It's a feeling, it's real, it's, we feel it, or maybe we've went through a circumstance or a situation and we just feel like God doesn't know us or care about the situation or it just feels like, another way you say it, he feels like he's a million miles away, I know he's out there, but he just feels unreachable, untouchable, unspeakable, or, or that he would even care about my situation enough to really tune in. The promise of the Messiah is that he saves you and that he's with you. There's no gray area there. God didn't say, I'm only with you when you do good things. I'm only with you when you do things right. I'm only with you when you have perfect church attendance for 10 years straight. Right? These are all things that we say. I'm with you when you sin. I don't agree with the sin, but I'm still with you. I'm with you when you're doing the righteous, when you're doing right things with me. I'm with you. I'm with you when it hurts. I'm with you when you're happy. I'm with you when you're dancing. I'm with you 
In every situation, I'm with you. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 28, 20. He says, this word that challenges you, he says, take this, teach it. And lo, I'm with you. How long? Until the end of age. Can you define that for me? Till this thing's over. And then when this thing's over, guess what? You're with him for all eternity. You get to see him face to face. You get to be in his presence. You get to go worship, and Jesus is right there on the throne. You're going to worship right there with all the angels. But until then, he's with you every single day, every single minute. That's his promise to you. That's his promise to me. You know, another guy that had a challenge was Joseph. I didn't read this earlier, but let me read it to you in Luke chapter 1. This is Joseph's story. So an angel appears to Mary, and Joseph is struggling with the news that she's going to have a baby, and they're not married. And so in Luke uh, chapter 1, verse 18 through 20, it says, Zechariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man. Oh, wait. Sorry, that's the wrong, wrong one. That's about John the Baptist, so that doesn't count. In Matthew chapter 1, the angel appears to Joseph and says, And Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid. To take you to marry your wife, for which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So Joseph was so challenged by what God had spoken to Mary that he was ready to make this thing end. How many of you have been in a relationship where it went really bad and you're just like, it's over? Well, this was one of those situations where Joseph is looking at Mary and saying, look, I, I can't explain this to my friends. I can't explain this to my family. That's impossible for me to to even explain this to the government to say that you're having a baby and it's not mine. I think we should just, I don't want to disgrace you. I think we should just end this thing and move on. And then he lays his head down and the angel that spoke to Mary spoke to Joseph. And that's verse 21. That's what we said. Verse 21 says, and it will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He'll save for his people from his sin. Now, verse 24 says, And Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did, listen to what it says, did as the Lord commanded, which means he married Mary and he named his son Jesus. He did as the Lord commanded. Was it challenging? Yes. Did everybody accept what he said? No. And let me just encourage you as a Christ follower, or maybe this is new, maybe today you're going to call in his name for the first time. Not everyone's going to accept this wonderful, beautiful Messiah that you have. Not everyone's going to accept this good news that Jesus came to save. Not only you, but the person that you're talking to that's not accepting that he died for them too. He came to save them too. All I'm going to tell you is that when God is, when you're being challenged, when God's word is challenging you, let me always tell you that when you hear God, it's always a blessing for you. It's always going to be a blessing for you. Is the world going to accept it? Probably not. But I love Joseph's statement. He heard the angel through a dream. 
Did you know God speaks through dreams too? He heard the angel through a dream and he did as he commanded. He did as he said. And listen to me, we're sitting here today in 2021 blessed because somebody that heard God obeyed. We're blessed because somebody that heard God, even though it was challenging, even though it was difficult, we have the opportunity not only to be saved by Jesus, but to have a relationship with Jesus. When Jesus said, I'm with you, it wasn't just a a saying, it's truth. He wants to have a relationship with you, which means you can know his heart. You can talk to him. You can hear him. You can know him. You can know emphatically that God is with me whatever I go through. I don't know what you're going through. But I can say this with 100% certainty that God is with you. Whatever it is that you're going through, it may be good. Maybe you're, at a, maybe you're at a great place with the Lord. God's with you. Maybe you're struggling, really struggling. God's with you. Don't you ever forget that. That's the promise of Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about, that God came to save you and that he's with you. And that will never change. I don't care how many Christmases you have from here on out. I don't care how many Christmases you've celebrated. Look, maybe you had no idea this was what Christmas is about. It's about Jesus, and he came to save you, and he's with you. That's it. That is the purpose of why Jesus came. Jesus described it in another way at a teaching in Luke. He says, I came to set you free. I came to heal the blind. I came to free the captive. That's his purpose. That's why he came. So God is with you. God's word will challenge you. And finally, let me close with this. And it's the title of the message. I intentionally didn't give it to you. Because this is the title. Will you call his name? Look, Mary had to call on his name. Joseph had to call on his name. And not just a simple Jesus like that but that Jesus is gonna be your Lord, that you're gonna let him be your Lord, that you're gonna follow him, that you're gonna trust him. You're not gonna be perfect. I'm not gonna be perfect. You may mess up from time to time, but your intention and my intention is that God did save me. He is with me and I'm gonna follow him. We're followers of Christ, which means he's calling the shots and his shots are much better than our shots, by the way. So don't get in that mindset of, well, I can't have fun if I'm a Christian. Jesus never said that. You said it. I don't think there's a person on the planet that you could define as joy, but that's Jesus is full of joy. There's nobody else on this planet. I don't care how good your relationship is. There's a day that's not joyful. Jesus is full of joy, always full of joy. You ever wonder why Christmas has this different spirit about it? Because it's about somebody that has a different spirit. He's full of love. He's full of joy. He's generous. That's why we do what we do at Christmas. Because the God that came gave us everything. We only understand generosity because the Father gave everything in Jesus to us. That's why we give gifts. Because God gave us a gift. His name was Jesus. And he saved you. And he's with you. Will you call on his name? It's not just a catchy slogan. I mean, will you call on his name? And listen, I I don't know where your heart is, but he knows. The Holy Spirit knows. 
And when you're real and you're at that moment to say, God, I, I really need you. I am so sorry. And when you repent of your ways and you say, Jesus, I'm ready. I'm calling on you. I want to be a follower of Christ. It's amazing what happens. It really is amazing what happens. Many of you in this room know it changes you. It transforms you. It gives you a heart that you didn't have before. That's why the Bible says he makes you a new creation. It's not like you go into this machine, he pushes a button, you come out totally different. Look, you're the same person, but God gives you a new heart. You begin to, as you follow his teachings, you begin to change and transform. The word of God changes you. You know what the, uh, one, of, one of the big Christmas messages, that, that is the message, is let God change you. We're not here to change this. You won't change this. Now, you may stand and pipe and say whatever you want that you don't agree with this. Listen, this lives on forever, eternally. It's his word. It's good to be a follower. It's good to be a Christ follower. I'm so thankful Jesus came to save me. I hope you're thankful that he came to save you. I'm so thankful I can have a relationship with the living God. Do I deserve it? No. And do you deserve it? No. But by his grace, you can talk to God. You can hear from God. You can live for God. And it's a blast doing it, by the way. You know, as Todd was sharing, I'm, I, you know, and even, even thinking about all the years, uh, and I don't know what you've done for the Lord. And look, this isn't about accolades. One of the greatest blessings we have is to continue this kingdom plan that God's given to us, right? God, the angel said, this kingdom will last forever. This kingdom will go on forever. And Jesus is over this kingdom. What's amazing is, as this kingdom goes on, whether I'm here or whether you're here, it keeps going. From earliest of days, from Adam to Moses to Joshua to Ruth to Naomi to all of these people to today, his kingdom plan hasn't stopped. And by the way, there's been no plan B. The kingdom has one plan and one purpose. When God sends his word, it accomplishes exactly what he says. There's no variation. There's no deviant. It does what it says. We may not understand how that all works, but he does. How many times have your plans changed? How many times have you said, I'm going to do this, and it goes all like this, all wonky? God said from Genesis, my Messiah will come. The seed of a woman will come. My son will come, and he will save you. And here we are, 2021, thanking God for coming to save us, thanking God that he'll be with us. And by the way, that's not new that he'll be with us. It was spoken in Deuteronomy. God has never changed. When he says something, it's like an arrow and it's gonna hit the middle every single time. We may not hit the middle every single time, but God does. And doing this kingdom work, look, it's, we're doing this together. My job's not more important than yours and yours isn't more important than mine. We're all united for one thing and that's the kingdom. And that's what I love about this gospel. It is good news because we have a great God and we all get to be part of this amazing kingdom. And someday you're going to perish and I'm going to perish, but you know what? It, the kingdom's going to keep moving. It never stops. Don't get locked up in all this mess that you see. And yes, there's evil on this planet. Yes, the enemy is doing things on this earth, but you know what? The kingdom still, it's, it's so much stronger than what you're seeing. The enemy has an end date too, by the way. Will you call his name? Will you be part of this amazing kingdom? Will you be part of this amazing plan? That's why Jesus came for you. Stop saying that God doesn't know you. He knows you. 
He loves you. He's here to bless you. You know, Mary and Joseph, and sometimes we read things, stories like this, and we're like, wow, that's, they were everyday people like you. Sure, they believed God. Sure, they grew up in a, with a Jewish history, but they had everyday challenges. Look, Mary learned how to praise and sing and have joy. You know, there's a story in the scripture where Mary and Elizabeth came together. Elizabeth had a child. Elizabeth had a baby, John the Baptist. Now, they were six, she was six months ahead of Mary and Jesus. And so Mary went to visit Elizabeth and went to her house. And when she walked in and she made her greeting, here's what Elizabeth says. You can read it later. And it's in Luke chapter 1, 46 through 55. So if you want to read it later. But here's what happened. Elizabeth, when she heard Mary's greeting, she said this. She said this. My baby hurt you and leaped in my womb. Jumped. Jumped. Do you want another defining of life? Right there as a baby in the womb, recognizing the presence of God, and something happened. Look, you don't, you don't know how God uses everything. Everything. And it says in Luke chapter one that Mary began to rejoice. She began to thank God. Like, she began to say things that maybe you would have said, I don't know why he chose me, but I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And then she sang a song. Read the song, it's beautiful. You might wanna get used to it. You may sing some of this in heaven. But it talks about how amazing our God is. And she's saying with joy and praise. You ever wonder why we have all these great Christmas carols around Christmas time? Right here. Because when the Messiah comes, you're joyful, you sing, you do whatever you can to give him glory. By the way, God made music. He loves music. That's why sometimes at Christmas time, there's all these special songs that you you don't sing all year long. But you know what? God, God has many songs all year long. That's one of them right there. Just loving that song right there. Loving it. That's good. So Barry called to Jesus for joy in a song. Is that Charlie Brown? Is that good? I like it. Mary called to Jesus when life was in crisis. How many of you guys have had life in crisis? I think all of us have, right? There was a, there was a time in a wedding. Mary was, uh, had a prominent role in the wedding, and they ran out of wine. Now, that may not sound like a big deal, but it was a big deal. Anybody get married recently? I mean, you want that thing to run perfectly without a hitch, right? You want it to be good. You don't want to have all these. Well, Mary had this time where they ran out of wine. and What did she call the name of? Jesus. We need some wine. And it wasn't like, yeah, just let me run to Dollar General and get a box, right? It wasn't like that. Miraculous. He told them, "Go go get some water. Miraculously, he turned water into wine. You see, this is what happens when you call on the name of Jesus. Things that you can't explain. Things that you don't understand. Did Jesus care? Absolutely he cared. And he reminded his mom, now's not the time. I'm not going, I'm not being crucified yet. Now's not the time. She had another crisis where she left Jesus at church. You ever leave your kid at church? Even Mary left her son at church. Right? Right? And not only left him, but she, you're in a car. You can get back real quick. She's like on a horse and buggy, like, oh, man, we got a long trip back to go get Jesus. Listen, Mary had everyday circumstances like you. Mom moments, dad moments, mess up moments. She had to call on Jesus just like you do. 
What about in pain and grief? Oh, Mary explained pain and grief. I can't imagine what it's like to lose your son or daughter, but Mary got to watch her son be crucified. Mary had to watch her son be lied about, have this agenda that was not her son at all. Mary got to watch her son be beaten and spit on and mocked. To hear people that don't know the heart of God scream, crucify, crucify. And not only they don't know God, but they're Jews. They're Jews. Pain and grief. Mary had to call on Jesus in that moment too. Don't forget he resurrects. But in the moment, look, in the moment, it hurts. In the moment, we don't understand. In the moment, we don't understand. And sometimes we, that's when we feel, God, where are you? But he's with you. God was with her then too. And he'll be with you. Don't you forget these promises. He came to save you, and he's with you. That will never change. And that is Christmas, my friends. My last question is, will you call on his name? Many of you already have. Many of you already know. But if you're in this room and you haven't, if you're watching online and you haven't, now's the day. Jesus says it this way. Today's the day. What are you waiting for? I know you. I love you. I came for you. I died for you. Christmas is all about I came to save you. I came to save you. And I want a relationship with you. Matthew one twenty four says this. Sorry, Matthew one twenty one, And she will have a son. You're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people. Now, maybe you're questioning, well, who are his people? It can be you. You call on his name right here, right now, and now you're his people. That's it. That's all he's asked of you. You've got to call on his name. That's it. You've got to commit your life to Jesus. You've got to follow him. You've got to see that this is alive. It is well. It is a blessing. Stand to your feet. I want to pray with you this morning. What's Christmas all about? He came to save you, and he's with you. I know we have a lot of other things we celebrate at Christmas time. But if you boil it down to what it's about, the angel gave instruction from God himself. That's what it's about, to save you and to be with you. So as we pray, I want you to close your eyes. Don't worry about anybody else. Just close your eyes. This is about you and him. Lord, I, we love you. Jesus, thank you that you exited heaven to come here to save us. That you laid down your Godhead to become a man like us. You came as a baby, just like we came. You lived a life in a fallen world just like we did. You never got off track. You never got distracted. You didn't allow the enemy to, to deceive you, to lie to you. Lord, that's our story. But Lord, you came to make all things right. You came to save us. And you came to know so we can have a relationship with you. If that's you today and you haven't given your life to Jesus, and you're in this room or you're watching online, if that's you, I just want you to acknowledge God right now. Just say, God, I am sorry and I'm ready. 
I'm calling on your name. Jesus, I'm calling on your name. Jesus, I need you. Save me today. Save me today. Save me today. Lord, I know that's your name. It means that you came to save, but God, I need your salvation and only you can do it. You don't have to get it right. You don't have to do a thousand more things. Just right here and right now say, Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. I am ready to be a follower of Christ. You're calling on his name and he'll meet you right there. By the way, he doesn't get it wrong. He knows. He knows your heart. He knows your heart. And you need to know today as you're making this decision, God will be with you from for the rest of your days until the end of the age. God will be with you. And the hard and the good and the ups and the downs, he's always going to be with you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. And so, Lord, I just thank you for all those people that are making commitments right here, right now. If that's you today, I just want you to, I'm not here to embarrass you. If that's you, look, I want you to tell somebody. Tell somebody. Somebody that you're with, tell someone at the altars. You can talk to me out in the lobby or one of our staff. But tell somebody, I've made this decision because we want to walk with you. We want to help you. And so, Lord, we just thank you that Christmas will always be about you. Thank you for coming at that perfect time. And Lord, we call your name. We say, Jesus, thank you that you're the Lord of my life. You're the Lord of all lords, the King of all kings. God, you deserve to be praised. You're worthy of my voice. You're worthy of my life. You're worthy of every person in this room and outside of this room. God, you deserve our praise and our worship. And Lord, we just bless you today. We just thank you for what you spoke today. May we always remember that you came to save us and you're with us always. You came to save us and you're with us always. Even, even when I'm not, I'm confused like Mary was that day or I, I have a question or I, I'm, I'm messed up, I can always go back. God, I know you saved me and I know you're with me. Just help me understand. And so Lord, we bless you today. In the mighty name of Jesus, everyone said.